Welcome back to the Dogcast. I am Lawson Lindsay, joined by my lovely, beautiful, immaculate wife, Chelsea Lindsay. Uh, today on the docket, Chelsea has a topic called the Darwin Awards. We're talking about stupid idiots, basically. Yeah, we talked about this prior. Um, I mentioned it, but I decided to go for the kill. <laughs> no pun intended. I really didn't mean that. <laughs> and uh, look it up and do it. <laughs> Wait, what's the, what's the pun on kill? Darwin people die. Oh, that's the people die in the Darwin oh, Awards? Lord. We'll get there. Okay. And you'll understand my pun once we get there. I thought I explained it before, but we're just doing it. So here we go. Good stuff. So do you have a QOD for us? Yeah. This if one's... you're new to the cast, we normally always start out with a question of the day. Do you have any announcements or anything we need to get into before we do that? Uh, we're alive. We're here. We're doing great. No, I guess not. <laughs> Life's great. Okay. Yeah. Here's um, with the QOD. On a scale from one to ten, how strict were your parents growing up? Uh, like a four or five. Negative two for you? No, no, probably like. I mean, it wasn't like we were allowed straight anarchy and could do whatever we want, and we got whatever we wanted. But I guess a we scale of one that was saying, like you free range, totally ran the show, best friends with your parents. Like, in a sense, like, more of a, like, not in a good way. Like, Gilmore Girl style or 10 being, like, army. Like, I'd say by four, probably. Like, it got definitely more relaxed as I got older because I was the youngest. But, like, probably a four, mm. honestly. Like, it wasn't like we were allowed to do whatever we want. Like, parents still got on us to do our homework and, you know, do certain things around the house. So why and... you be decent people. Yeah, like we were raised to be decent people and we were raised with manners. And, you know, when we met people, you know, taught to shake their hands, say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, all that type of stuff. Like, you know, Your eat what you want. It wasn't like, you know, we weren't like, they weren't tough on us by any means at all. But it wasn't like, no, I don't want that. I want chicken nuggets for dinner. Okay, here's your chicken nuggets. It was like, all right, well, then you're not eating, rat. Like, we we weren't like ruled with an iron fist, but we weren't just like... Because I don't think about, like, free range, like, kids who are wild and can do whatever they want, like, run around, like, like anarchy. I think about people who are, like, bend over, parents who bend over backwards and kids, like, no, I don't, I don't like, you know, chicken. I want chicken nuggets. Okay, well, here you go. Or kids who go to someone else's house, like, no, I don't eat that. That's oh, gross. so like, rude. We were never, yeah. ever raised that way, allowed to be like that. It was, like... You eat what you're but you given, you be grateful. But you guys are pretty free-spirited. Yeah, but we're not like... Like more artsy family, like in sense of like be creative. And yeah, do, but we're not like, mismannered. Like, I, but I guess it's just how... I guess it's how you take this question. Yeah, for me, I didn't see it as like, you know, were we allowed to do like what we wanted? Yeah, we were. But we weren't like ungrateful dicks about it. Yeah. Okay. What do you think mine is? Like an eight and a half or a nine? Yeah, mine would probably be a high one. Nine. Yeah, I would say it's like an eight or a nine. I don't really know if I could be an extreme 10. Felt like an extreme 10 most of our life. And maybe my sisters would say it was extreme 10. You got to think about there are people who are raised very militaristic. And it's like... Well, mine was like that. No, I know. But people who are like... Well, I would say even more. And you add the religious side of strictness too i could see that you know how like some people like you can't wear a skirt you know below or past your knees oh like, yeah like, above well, your and, knees. and that's what i thought about like, there's too. there's like, some strictness in that that yeah like 
Yeah. Anyways, I'd say mine was like an eight or nine. My dad was really, really strict with us. He had four daughters, raised us by himself. And because of that, I would now having a kid, I under, understand this much why it was necessary. Um, but it, it's kind of like he was big about you made your bed every morning. You, you know, did chores every Saturday. We had a, a detailed list of chores that had our name, like printed off with our name. And he had, he would, you can check it off, but he would have to sign off on every single one of them if it was done to his level of like cleanliness. Um, he wouldn't let us leave if our rooms were dirty at all. Like piece of fuzz on the ground could be like, no, he would check our outfits. <laughs> he would make sure that they were appropriate or we didn't look like a hot mess or a slob kebab. Um, we were really strict about timing. Being on time was really important. Um, he would, I, my dad would like leave us like save for church on Sundays. He'd give us a warning. And if we did not get in the car by that warning and he left us, we would be grounded. We would have to eat dinner every night together at 6 PM. If a friend called you were grounded because your friend should know not to call you during that time. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire you life. You know my dad, though. But that's just, your friend, like, that's so it's, stupid. It's like, that's if they so called, dumb. if someone called during the time, we'd sit there and be like, please. Cause you, it, please don't old, leave a message. Dear God, day, don't leave a message. No, but all day with answer machines, people usually left messages. Like, that was normal. And we'd just be like, oh, please don't be for me. Please don't be for me. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's definitely... Uh, I would say high up there, but it's also made us all very like clean people. All of our houses are pretty orderly. All very anal. All of us are pretty like we love to do lists and checklists and yeah. So it's made us be very like I had friends in college that didn't know how to like clean at all, like normal laundry or like sweeping. Some I had to teach someone how to sweep, which I was like, I mean, common sense. What, so do I rub the wood into the wood and go? <laughs> But, um, they just didn't do it. They, they just didn't do it. They weren't used to it. And, or like, they don't know how to cook for themselves. My, my dad would teach us like how to cook. One person cooked, everyone else would clean. There was a lot of very set rules. You don't always get what you want. Life's not fair. It was pretty strict. I would say like we were pretty high up there, eight or nine, if, if not a solid nine. See, it's, it's interesting because like, you know, you were saying like we had to keep your runes rooms totally clean you had to make your bed every morning or whatever it's like that wasn't like we didn't make our beds really we didn't have to keep our room spotless like it would definitely be like once a week but like hey clean up your room okay and it was like we didn't have like a giant list of chores on the weekend that we were supposed to get done and do it was like hey come help me with this for a bit and then you can go screw off and do whatever you want kind of thing like come help me out in the yard for a couple hours and you can go do whatever you want um that sounds nice but we like <laughs> like but even though like they weren't super strict and we didn't always have chores to do all the time and stuff it's like i still like you know know how to cook and do laundry and load a dishwasher don't act like i don't know how to you might not like the way i do it but i know how to i am shocked that you're even trying to stand on that you can cook i'll give you that one I'm, I am I don't know how to start a dishwasher. You put the dirty dishes in after you clean it, and then you put the pod in the thing, and you close it, and you put it on normal wash, and you press start. 
Oh, I'm glad to know you can do that. I do the dishes all the time. Don't Lies. act like I'm some invalid. <laughs> no, no. I'm glad no, to know he can. No, he knows no. how to do it, but doesn't mean he does it. That you're Which so full of this, crap. This is it's the, unreal. You're so mad at me right because now because you're just making like because how misbelief. many times do you start the dishwasher? I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we never. keeping a running total? Do you have a checklist? <laughs> never. Of- it's easy. It's when you don't do it ever. It's a never. It's zero out of a million times. That is just not even how much. How many times do you do laundry? so petty. Okay. Genuinely, you probably start the laundry more often if always, always when... <laughs> if almost <laughs> always. always. No, I'm saying you start it, but... How often do I change the cycles over for you? Okay. You ask me to do it, and I get up and I know how I, to do it. I'm not. Like, I'm not saying that not you like don't. I'm not like a I'm moron saying, who's like. I'm not oh, saying oh. you're a moron. I'm not. I, I'm sorry if I'm implying so that. Do I, do I feel do like I we're like, having a session do I right put here. My, my penis in it. Is that what I do with oh the washing my God, machine? Stop. It's, like, it's like I'm not stupid. It's well, like well now we to... have to click that part where it says this is not suitable for children. <laughs> so boom. Anyways, all I'm saying is we clearly grew up differently in a different capacity. There's not an. I would say there's not like a. Either way, that's right or wrong. I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> but I do think that it is a beneficial that I do enjoy cleaning because of how I've I was raised, and not that for him. It's I think it's I don't. Look, I'm only giving you a hard time right now because I know you don't do it, but it doesn't mean I don't. I'm always on it, like enough for it. Wouldn't be crazy. I think if you had like no clothes to wear. I mean, you have way more clothes. Do because you used thing. to just do buy I, more clothes I, instead of. Do do I? That's not true at all. Do I appreciate it? I am. I stop. Do I? Appreciate I need a lie detector it? in here right now. Or because do I is, appreciate it? And do I wish it could be dialed back? Probably like one point. Yes. I'll dial it back. No, it's not. You're not capable. Yeah, let's see. We're going to do a bet. By dialing back. I do I nothing for like, a week and see how it turns out for you. <laughs> I just mean like the I'm going to go away for a vacation just alone and you'll see how. how <laughs> I'm just sure there's so many like wives or girlfriends or whatever who's sitting there being like, ha, yes. <laughs> like just imagine if your husband <laughs> left for like, or you left for a week, but your husband be like, either be like kissing your it's feet, so be like, dumb. thanks for doing no, all the things you do. You are so Because there's delusional. so many, I don't, I'm not asking, I know this got turned into a completely different topic, but all I'm saying is, let's get back, is I'm not trying, I don't put it in your face, all the things I do. I'm just saying we are very different in what we naturally, instinctively do all the time. Yeah. And because of how we were raised. I, here's, I will say the difference of us. It's nothing. Like, I'm not saying it's a negative. I'm just saying. No, very I agree. Different. Like I go, maybe I'm going too. I go too. Too much. Not, and I would say too much. I would say maybe I'm too like quick on it where you like to like. That's what I was you're on just the about other to say. level so it's of like, like going slow I think the best way it. to describe it would be like if you have things to be done over the week, like chores, like laundry, vacuuming, that type of stuff. Chelsea is a do it every single day. I'm a do it once a week kind of thing. Because, like, because then I'm not going to let things go. I know, but to do it at the end with all the stuff. Then if you just, just chip away at things, that's the difference though. Like as, you're the type of person, like you're going to do laundry every single day, even if there's only 10 pieces of clothes that need to be cleaned where I'm like, no, yeah, I, I know because another rule in our family was yeah. you didn't waste anything. You were not, you could not waste a single thing, whether that be food or water or electricity or like or water so like my dad was like you don't use the thing unless you have a full load so it's like actually hard for me because having a baby you have so much clothes 
you like he goes through so quickly that I'm doing it so often that weirdly in the back of my mind, I'm triggered by it. Like I'm not triggered. I'm thinking of that. Like I'm thinking of, I know it's, I'm not saying triggered in the sense of like, you know, the 2021 triggers. I'm saying it, yeah. Like like a nerve of like, Oh, because it's my dad said so many times to us. I guarantee my sisters, if they listen to this, they'd be like, yep. Like that's, it's just a weird thing that I don't even think of anymore, but I, I like subconsciously feel it when I'm doing laundry as much as we have to, because you go through so much clothes with fishing and working out. Like you go through way more clothes than me. Yeah, and, it's, well, that's and, the thing too. It's like because it's like if, I, which is crazy because I am not afraid to wear the same thing two days in a row, but I still go through so much clothing because it's gross. like going out and fishing, maybe doing yard work or going working out, or and then the clothes that like all that stuff will smell horrible. So I'll take that off and put on gym shorts and a t shirt around the house. So it's like, yeah. But you like I distinct I instinctively think about like. Okay, I'm gonna mow the lawn today. Well, I'm gonna work out, and then I'll mow the lawn after, so that my one set would be in there, and I'm only using one set of clothes. Where you are like, I need to change. Moving to my next thing, I'm gonna change. I'll wear the next thing. Well, you literally like, move I'll, through but clothes. But what's funny fast. is like, I don't shower barely ever. But I'll wear. We're talking a lot about this. <laughs> this question yeah, got us deep, you, you man. Trigger me. I'll wear the same. I'll wear the same pair of pants for a while. Shirt sometimes I'll change because it's just like I don't like having the wet ass shirt on. You know. Or like it's just really nasty and you need any change. Some serious swamp donkey going on. Yeah, all this to be said, it's very interesting when you have very different upbringings and some totally in different, polar in different, opposite. Polar yeah, we opposite. are polar opposite. And again, nothing wrong. I'd say with either they all have its their pros and cons. I would say on both ends. Yeah. But sure. it it's interesting when you mix that, and it's so funny. I'm sure there will be people on here that will be mentioning the same things. But the question originally was just the strictness, but it's crazy <laughs> how that strictness did go into a lot of things that like now I have to like almost break and like compromise. And same with you. Yeah. So and now it's like we have to find a level for our own children how strict we'll be. You know, I won't be my dad strict at all because it was so like, like too much. Like you're still a kid. You still get to like, how do you be, how are you going to be creative if you can't like be messy a little bit sometimes? So I, 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 so that was that. So you got Darwin awards for us now. Yeah. Darwin awards. So Darwin awards, I've mentioned a bunch of times. Um, I learned about this a long time ago and I don't ever like look at them. I just, know it in my back of mind of like they exist it is um charles darwin which we i mean i'm sure everyone knows who he is because in in their capacity of what like schooling you've gone through he still is a real person um and he you know the whole concept of just the survival of the fittest and like you know the strongest will survive and the weakest will die off well darwin awards awards um I don't even know when they started. I looked back and you could go on and like, look at like ones from like the nineties, I think it was, or early two thousands. Like they have, and they have so many, like, or I think it was eighties or something. It's like so many each year. Um, now that it's like more and more, I would say not popular, but because of social media and just the internet and itself, stories are a lot more, um, like mentioned to it. And they basically go into, um, they have like set of rules that have to, they have to meet in order to be considered to qualify for the, qualified Darwin, Awards. For the Darwin Awards. And, um, they basically, one of them's like, obviously the person can't have survived. Like, oh. so it's someone basically who's, 
who dies or like because of something they did that was stupid um or like they didn't think it through or they were like i don't care i'm going to keep going or doing this and they didn't like the common sense in that current moment didn't prevail and they became the weakest and the continuing of the species is like it's that oh, concept okay i get it so it's like it's supposed to be it's like their, gene, like their gene died because they were the weaker gene okay. and then you continue okay so like, it's supposed to be like the you know the strongest survive and the weakest will perish and it's like and this is clearly why they were the weakest and kind of yeah thing. because so, they, like yeah. the genes were not supposed <laughs> to get passed on so nature took care of it yeah basically. exactly all right it's, yeah let's, so let's, uh... let's just jump right in um so anyways i mentioned this before because we've talked a lot about like some people dying you're like oh that's a dart i said oh that should be, that should be a darwin award i think we talked about that it when lady we did... that fell off the thing taking a picture yes that but then i think what brought the whole thing up was we talked about um the ghost ship cause those older oh, men yes. who were on the boat yes. that we did the whole deep yes. dive on that. So we're just going to start with the 2021, which is actually, I feel like is a recent thing because I didn't even, they weren't up the first time I looked at this for a podcast. Um, I'm just going to read this story. If you want to interject at any given time you can, but, and we'll see, I, I don't know if we'll go through a lot of them, but I'm going to start with 2021 because yeah. they're more recent. It's called the rock hound unhinged and this happened um this could also happen a, so this is this is weird too this could have happened a while ago but it was nominated that year through like people posting Circum, and yeah, pushing it up the story. and it. so that's why yeah okay. so this could have been just listen, like recent like recent or it could have been like a long time ago but it's this year's award so it's may um 9th of 1976 in hudson valley new york um, 1976 retrospective, um, Optus 14 is an, uh, is an amb- ambiguous, uh, stoneworks, um, some Kampara to Stonehenge. So it's, they did not spell that right. Some Kampara, some compare to Stonehenge. <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with Dude, really right Kampara. I, I, I realized that? that what you're reading is written wrong. I'm it's like, written what's wrong. wrong. Like, what's Sorry. Wrong That's why I was right like, now. I, whatever. Um, and anyway, so it's this place that basically has six acres, acres of hand-built stone, stone ridges, um, bridges, Mm -hmm. moats, monuments. Um, and it's supposed to be like similar to that. That's cool. Um, dry stack stonework is a time tested and durable technique. It's how the Roman arches hang together. And as goes the Roman empire, so goes Harvey fight. Mr. Fight died at the age of 72, only a few years short of completing the wall. Ramps, stairways, placid pools, murky moats, and subterranean passageways of his dreams. And how, you ask, did the stone man, mason bite the dust? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's also humorous how they write these. Yeah. Um, he died Darwin dumb. Oh, sorry. This was bad. To be honest, while riding a lawnmower, Harvey zoomed out onto a uh, pre- Sipid and wait, pre, wait, how is that? A precipice. Precipice, sorry. Just can't read today. Um, and fell into his own stone quarry and snap. Just like that, he was, a st- he was stone dead. On the sunny side, the Horrible. artist loved where he lived and he died where he loved. Surely his heart go- uh, still resides in this uh, amazing place. Gotta love a Darwin Award winner with such dedication in his life um, and in death. Today, 40 years down the rocky road, his heirs and successors are squabbling over his legacy, according to the New York Times report 
that brought his Nobel Darwin Award to his attention. That's why it came back up. He literally just accidentally... He built this giant quarry and moats and then drove a lawnmower off of it into the abyss. By accident. Love it. Bless his heart. That was a weird first one. Poor old man. Well, you just think... Okay, so you think about like... <laughs> wow, that was really funny. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't... No, see, this is this, like this interesting. Is, this That's is... I, 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 this wasn't a brand new one, so I didn't even see this one yet. Like they literally just posted it. Nice. They, clearly, they've made some um, changes to how they spell certain things. They'll like mark it off if they like like scratch it through because they didn't spell a couple of these words right. That's like they, they must have really yeah. recently posted this one because... Nice. I've never, it wasn't there literally like two weeks ago when I looked this up. Poor Harvey. <sighs> Let's just go to the next drove, one. Drove into a, a hole. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, I know this one. I've read this. These are the ones I read. Um, a Slack robotic effort. This is a 2020 Darwin Award winner. And it's conformed, co- conformed, confirmed true. Um, February 2020 um, in Australia, Mount Gambier, at midnight, the phone rang for the police inspector, Campbell Hill. What? Someone fell into the sinkhole? Bloody hell. Better ring up the fire department. We will need their rope rescue rig for this one. Cave Garden Sinkhole, the most magical spot in South Australia, is actually the keynote on the flanks, or yeah, see, the sino of the flanks of the doormat volcano. Keynote? What is that? Do you know? I don't, I really don't know what um, volcano, I don't mean volcanoes like surroundings are you know volcano terminology oh yeah uh located at the heart of the city of mount gambier beautiful vines and roses cascade down its steep walls and graceful waterfalls add to the natural beauty a protective fence surrounds the sinkhole and a lovely route iron platform extends over the um side to over offer a thrilling view of the keynote floor on 100 feet 100 feet below that's pretty cool so you just have this if you can't i mean I'm sure you can envision it. It was very, whatever. It's basically, there's a picture of it. It's like this circular thing that extends out and you can look down a hundred feet. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so the mayor of the sinkhole said the sinkhole, mayor of the sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mayor said to the sinkhole, are you reading this? For no, me? I was just looking at it. Oh, um, mayor said that the sinkhole, a popular local, local and tourist attraction was a safe environment for many years, enjoyed by thousands of people. Inspector Hill, uh, may have muted those same rueful words as he arrived before dawn on that Sunday morning. The fire service had already rigged the rope rescue um, apparatus. Searchlights focused on the lifeless body of a 20-year-old Bradley Streeter who was hoisted up and out of the sinkhole at 3 a.m. Police investigation swiftly uncovered the events that led to his tragic tumble. Two facts were certain. Bradley died instantly at the scene and foul play was ruled out. But when Inspector Hill was told the specific reason for Bradley's death, he could only stand dumbfounded. He did what? Bradley was a cheeky lad. I love this. I love that kind of language. Um, Bradley was a cheeky lad with a heart of gold, adventurous and mechanically talented, uh, fond of four-wheelers, fishing, inspiring mechanic with a side hustle selling car parts. Steals cars. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, okay. Um, he had a good future ahead of him and was well-loved by family and friends. 
blah 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 okay <laughs> is that what it says right no you i'm just that? reading this because oh, i gosh, just go on no so instructor hill found it um hard to accept that witnesses and first responders were telling him young briley did a midnight's handstand on the viewing platform railing yes a handstand moments before midnight briley was poised upside down on a rail a hundred feet above the dark cave floor in a single moment Proud alley-oop became a disastrous alley-oops. He lost his balance. Horrible. I know. He lost his balance, and his trajectory took him down into the deep, dark keynote. Um, Friends were with Bradley that night. He performed an illegal handstand that resulted to his death. Handstands are fine on the ground level, where a bump on the butt is the worst you can happen but add any amount of altitude and your chance of injury grows exponentially along with the force of gravity. The speed of an object in free fall doubles for each second it falls towards the earth. So the, we, the editors of the Darwin Awards, regretfully hand Bradley this Darwin Award while wishing we could have talked sense in him before he did the deed. There's no way this dude wasn't hand I was drunk. just going to say that. I was there's, like, there's, there's no way. way. Like, you know how many people would be like, drunk but like dude I'm, I'm watch me do a handstand off this thing like well at midnight so horrible i mean but like, i don't that's understand i don't understand like, like the concept with like of, the old man you're like oh the old man drove his you kind of like hope that hole. it wasn't like purposely this, done yes you know old that man, old man like, one's like oh the old man's kind of sad because like oh old man maybe could have died on his or own. it's like he just like wasn't able to react quick enough or whatever or where this is like this is a, a drunk kid who's trying to impress people. Like, I'm going to do a handstand off the edge of this platform. I, yeah, 20 years old. Yeah, buddy. That's a tough one. <laughs> Sorry. Could you imagine, like, 20, at, at midnight, hmm. that if you go look up this picture, it's literally a platform that's, like, is out, out It's like a wooden extended platform so you can look over it. So you can look over this huge sinkhole. Did a fatty nose dive into it. But why it, huh? even... Why... Why? I'm sure there's railings on it now. Like there is railings. Oh, I'm saying that like what's the railing? No, I know. I'm saying I'm sure they now have had to put like wire above the railing so you can't like get on top. Well, of that's what the guy was saying. Like, it was like cage. this used to be safe, and now we didn't think people could do something. Do something like this. Is stupid. People even are like impressive. the only person, the only people I would even remotely trust doing something like that is a gymnast who is like used to doing balance beams where they're like up and then they're doing a hands. He might have but been, even but then, he's drunk probably. Even then, if you fall backwards, you're falling down. Yeah. So yeah. Good that's, stuff. Wow. That's, that's rough. Yeah. They're all rough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on to the next. Let's bring it. Okay. Give me some more of the juice. As buried as the treasure. This one I read and I, I, this just, I read it, and this just shows that some people are just, uh, I don't know. This is a 2020 award winner. And this happened in March of 2020 in Colorado. Michael Sexton, uh, 58, read of a buried treasure in a book authored by a centric and controversial art dealer named Forrest Fenn. Oh, dude, I know way too much about Forrest Fenn. I know. Finn. I feel I have a feeling we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a lot about Forrest Not Finn this one. I'm just like saying that, like yeah. about this concept. Yeah. In the thrill of the chase, Fenn claims that he himself buried $2 million worth of gold coins and the artifacts somewhere 
out in the Rocky Mountains and gives clues throughout the book, hinting its secret location in nine poetry verses. I'm pretty certain I thought that it was recently discovered, actually, like within the past year. Didn't we talk about that, that you said somebody... Yeah, because they did a whole entire episode of it on Meat Eater, where they talked about Forrest Fenn's treasure and stuff like that. Like, they've done an episode talking about it, and they did a follow-up episode about someone, I think, finding it. I could be wrong. I can't remember. Well, this one really is fun. This is one of those not... Okay. So, Temptation was great for Michael, although 350,000 others had gone looking for the buried box. No one is uh, known to have found it um, at the time. Yeah. Worse, four men died in the effort. (laughs) Yeah, so when he hit it, like, people were going berserk and, like, people died and stuff like that because they're going so far out. But basically, like, he talked about in one of his hints when he hit it, the dude was, like, in his 70s or 60s or something like that. Yeah, not so older. Just like... And so, like, it, it, it was, he talked about how it was a single, like, he did it in a single day. He hit the treasure, a seven, like, a 60-year-old man. And $2, so, million, like, $2 million in coins? It's, like valuables like gold coins there's like bank notes and stuff like oh, that I was say, that's a pretty heavy <clears throat> little and big box but yeah and so the box and he even said the dimensions of it i think it was pretty small but he talked about how um like the poem alluded like he did it in a single day by himself it's like a, a older man he's not gonna hike 20 miles in the woods and that's what people were going like oh my gosh 25 well, miles into the hear. woods and dying and i think the person who found it it was like 300 yards off like of the park the head, trailhead of like a park somewhere that's interesting we'll have to like look that up yeah. um unlike the rest of them however michael knew where knew where the treasure was buried based in his yeah, interpretation of, of clues in the book so he talked a 65-year-old acquaintance into joining him on a treasure hunt, and their quest for quick riches began. February 2020, they headed to Dinosaur National Monument in Colorado, Utah border. Michael was certain he knew um, that where the treasure was, that neither he nor his colleague prepared for an overnight stay in the mountains. That, that's how much he knew. He was like, I'm just, we, I know where it is. We don't have to stay overnight. We're good. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no doubt, assuming that if they started early enough, they would be home by sunset. Two million dollars richer. Well, Michael was wrong. They found no treasure and they lost their bearings, cold, hungry, and disoriented. Um, the future looked grim for Michael and his friend. Shivering and close to death, they both fortunately were found just in time by search and rescue team who brought them down the mountain. One would think that having survived such an experience, Michael would have learned better, but he did not. One month later, having sufficiently recovered, he set for a second try. Once more, he sweet-talked a 65-year-old colleague into joining him because treasure. This time, they would find it. The unfolding COVID-19 epidemic had prompted intermediate closures of Dinosaur National Monument, and hikers were cautioned that difficult terrain should be avoided so first responders could remain safe in quarantine. But that didn't stop Michael. On Tuesday, March 17th, he left Denver with a cup uh, with a few candy bars, two bottles of water, a copy of Fenn's book, and clothes on his back. Just outside the park, the two men rented snowmobiles and loaded mm. them onto the bed of their pickup truck. I'm sure this is going to go well. <laughs> the bemused rental agents uh, re- watched the unprepared treasure hunters dive towards uh, the remote northwest boundary of the park, perhaps wondering how long the unlikely pair would last before they returned. After nightfall, the rental agent alerted local authorities. Oh, my gosh. The search began. On the morning of Friday the 20th, they found Michael's truck. 
On Saturday morning, they found the abandoned snowmobiles and saw that Michael and his friend had unwisely continued on foot. So you think about this. This guy was late in his, whatever, you said 70s when he, he, he buried old, this treasure. He like, wasn't like a physically fit And these person. dudes are old and they barely made it the first time where they were going. Okay. Anyways, um, Saturday afternoon, they found, they, they located the two men about a, a mile from the snowmobiles, ironically at nearly the exact spot of the previous rescue a month earlier. Michael was, Michael was brought back to the, down the mountain, but this time in a body bag. His friend barely survived and refuses to talk about their ordeal to this day. The older guy survived though? The 65-year-old friend. friend. Oh, that's good at least. And in June of 2020, the treasure was rumored to have been finally discovered, but this word came from the author Forrest Finn himself, and he has not provided any further details as of the time of the writing. Finn's... Fenn was has been questioned by, among others, FBI, and several lawsuits have been filed against him. Some speculate that the treasure, if it exists at all, consists of artifacts illegally harvested by, by Fenn. Whatever the truth is, people will not, no doubt, continue looking for the fabled treasure. If so, they have proceeded better. They better proceed better, or they best proceed better prepared. That's the worst line. Or else, find themselves in the same sorry predicament as Michael and his, his treasure trove, buried crazy yeah i i think i think what it said for like quite a few people got in uh, bit off a little more than they could chew hunting for that treasure because like you know think about how many people you know i mean not that like i know personally but people who are like oh buried treasure million two million dollars like like would obsess obsess over that I mean, but just think about how many people, people actually get the lottery have, tickets and that's yes, super easy very similar like that's just going to and so it's like it, people who know? actually have the skill to take on something like that and mm-hmm. uh dude um at least his friend survived. Yeah, that's really good. Because that, that would, I mean, not that he, imagine if his friend died and he didn't. Oh, that would have been terrible. I wish I'd died out there. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, like I said, the kid who found it, like I think it was like a younger dude in his 20s. I feel like who you found mentioned it, this to me. And he kept his name private and everything like that because he didn't want people to know that he has the treasure, obviously. It's like, you know, when you see people who win the lottery and they put like a face mask on, they're like, I don't want people to know that I won the lottery. Um, Yeah. And it was something like, it was like a couple hundred yards or like a half a mile from the trailhead of like a parking lot of a park next to a lake. And he deciphered something out of the poems, like coordinates and found it kind of thing. Crazy. But I mean, a modern day treasure hunt. How cool is that? It is cool. There's a lot of those like really unique things people have been doing with, I don't know, geo geocaching. Yeah. yeah. Things like that. Dude, there's like, but there's like messed up stuff about that geocaching stuff. So the idea is I'm not totally certain. I haven't looked in a ton of it, but like ideas, like people like hide things and locations for the next person to find. And mm-hmm. that person takes it and they go hide something else. And this and that. And there's like, you know, apps and stuff like that. But like, it's happened a few times, I'm pretty sure, where, like, um, people have used those to, like, ambush people and, like, kidnap people and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Because, like, yeah. oh, there's a geocache out here in the woods. Let's go look. I know. Done. It's nuts. People be scared. People are crazy. Or stupid. So let's talk about the next step. Yeah, this yeah. one is some some solid 
I think this is one of the ones where I was like, oh, I can't even believe this is real. And you're going to die because it has a lot to do with something that you're going to... Okay. It's oh, called boy. The Pinnacle of Stupidity. Hmm. <laughs> um, this happened in the end of 2019, in October. So it's But it's a 2020 Darwin Award. Is it about golfing? What? Okay, go on. I was only making a guess because Pinnacle is a golf thing. No. Brand. Go on. You'll, you'll understand. Okay. Now. It happened in Japan. Hands are numb, but most um, operate smartphone. But must must operate. So I can't. I'm literally losing my mind here. But must operate smartphone. That's a quote. Muttered a 47 year old uh, Tenzu to his live stream audience as he skidded and stumbled up um, a snow covered. Sure, I'm not gonna say this right. Shabasarai Trail. A Mount Fiji. Shubashiri, I guess. Wow, that is way better than what I was coming up with. Um, Shubashiri. Clearly, I can't read or speak today, which is not a solid thing to do for a podcast, but here we go. Um, Trail of Mount Fiji. I wish I had brought heat packs, he he lamented, and then he was heard saying, wait, I think I'm slipping. (laughs) Oh boy. 62 miles west of Tokyo, iconic Mount Fiji is one of Japan's three holy mountains, a 12,389-foot volcanic summit visited by religious pilgrims, mountain climbers, and sightseers. The trek is cold and slippery even during the brief summer season when amenity stations are staffed and available for the benefit of climbers. In the off-season, the stations are closed and mountain conditions are downright hostile and in his inhospitable a winter climber needs a proper gear uh, climbing experience and a booster pack of common sense <laughs> ted zoo alas lacked all three <laughs> um, wearing street clothes suitable for a typical october day in tokyo and carrying nothing more than a pair of climbing poles ted zoo fired up his smartphone and proceeded up the trail which instant uh, instantly most climbers use only for descent so he's going up the wrong way to start. <laughs> nice. Live streamer streaming for the uh, Nikoniko video sharing platform. So I'm assuming that's just a Japanese platform. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Um, he, he entitles his video, Let's Go to Snowy Mount Fiji. In hindsight, the title implies that Tedzu considered Snowy Mount Fiji as safe as a ski resort or Christmas tree farm. Viewers began tuning in, following this, his happy jaunt up the ash-covered trail. Ashes soon turned into snow and then to, to deep snow. Ted Zoo's viewers were now being treated to a, um, oh, to a whole bunch of complaints about numb hands and a bitter lack of hot packs. Um, those watching might have started to feel a bit badly for Ted Zoo. This was a very good time for him to turn back and resume a life keyword of relative anonymity anonymity oh my gosh i cannot word anonymity yeah i literally i'm i can't speak today it's okay mom mom brain yeah mom brain baby brained like no yeah we're going we're continuing i'm just reading too i'm like just reading before i'm speaking before i'm reading anyways um crap where was i oh a turning point as if it were um, but the urge to continue perhaps motivated his uh, by reluctance to disappoint his viewers, encouraged Tedzu to trudge further along and to obvious and intimate 
danger. So people, so part of it's like he wanted, he didn't want to disappoint because he just people, said. People, I'm sure a lot of people were probably tuning in to watch because it's so absurd. And so he was like, I got to keep going to keep people Well, that, and then people were commenting saying like, yeah, keep going. Oh boy. Yeah, this is a disaster. This is a, a disaster. Continuing social media commentary as he juggles climbing poles and smartphone in his frostbitten mitts. Tedzu demonstrates a classic sense of misplaced priorities when he states that despite numb extremities, he must continue to operate his live stream. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I just thought you'd not not laugh at the the fact the laugh because there's so many people who like prioritize their oh, platforms dude, I, well, or strike. Here's the thing, like. I, you know, I've just recently like been goofing around with like live streaming on Twitch and stuff like that. You can see the number of people who are watching you currently, and I guarantee you, he's probably like live streaming, and it was probably like, oh, ten people are watching me, oh, fifteen people are watching me, Th- thirty people are watching me. Like I got, I got to keep it up. And yeah, then, I have like, no idea. It how keeps many rolling, people. and it's like you know, who knows? It could have been a hundred. It could have been ten thousand people watching him. He's like, I, I, I got, I got to keep it up. Like you feel, you feel that because it's live people watching you. It's not like, okay, I made this video. Let's yeah. see how it does. It's people are actively looking at you and right come, now. and they are able to comment. And so you see, they're able to comment, stream. and also it's horrible because. You know, say like you kind of like stop paying attention or whatever, or like maybe you're not being as interesting or you're not doing something as interesting. You can visibly see the number start dropping off yeah. and you're like, I got, I got to pick it back up again. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then even to, this is like any, he, he did a clickbait thing, even though he wasn't, I don't who knows what his thoughts were on it, but he went and did something that was like, oh wow, I got to watch this. Yeah. So. His viewers no doubt noticed that the trail had suddenly become narrower. The uh, protective fence had ended, and he is um, really close to the brink. He has now passed the point of no return. There is absolutely nothing his viewers could do except tune in, tune out in disbelief, or perhaps wage a uh, place wagers amongst themselves on his odds of returning intact. And this is a Kim talking. Um, oh, this place is slippery, getting dangerous, he bel- uh, belatedly notices. I'm trying to walk by the rocks. Yes, rocks. It's a steep downhill. Um, does his audience hear the reassuring sound of Cramp- uh, Crampton's gripping the ice as he continues past the end of the safety fence into a certain territory? Of course not. He did not bring those. And I looked it up because I just wanted to know there are those yeah, things. Yeah, they're cleats. Uh, they're cleats, yeah. like snow cleats. So they're really, really intense metal things that you put, like you wear. It's almost like, and they, like, like chains for your tires, but you put them on your shoes and they have metal yeah. spikes to grip on. In the so snow. he didn't have that. He just had shoes on. Good. Good. Glad to know. This is, this is wild. Uh, the slope at that point is 30 degrees, as anyone still watching could see. In his continued play-by-play march along the increasingly risk path, Ted Zhu frequently cautions himself against falling. Some of his viewers might have given a a wry chuckle at this point um, at his sudden realization of what he had gotten himself into. His inappropriate footwear now begins failing him as he trips and stumbles on. More than once, he asks himself whether he is on the right track. Viewers already know the answer. He like go basically because you can actually go and look at the video. Oh, oh yeah, because it's was recorded. Live. It yeah. was recording. Nothing like too crazy in terms of, like you don't see him him die, but 
you can hear like it's in Japanese, but you see like the fence and you see where he just goes outside the fence. And it's like a little little thing. Like it's not something crazy, but it's like There's basically no doubt, it's like brother, a trail edge. You should that, stay Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. He went outside the trail markers. Yeah. Got it. But like he's like talking about that. Yeah. He's like he, questioning, like, he's like, like oh my gosh, I, am I on the right track? Yeah. I think I am. Like, he goes back and forth. And he's like walking up the rocks, like, not even on the trail anymore. Yeah. He's outside of it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Astonishingly close to the summit for an amateur winter hiker, Tedzu uh, uh, at last utters the anticlimactic words, wait, dot, dot, dot. I'm slipping. Experienced Mount Fiji climbers say, if you start slipping, you have one chance to, at self-arrest uh, um, before it's too late. So... Even now, Tedzu might drop his phone and jab his climbing poles into the ground, but no, in an instant. He holds onto his phone. Because mm-hmm, he's live streaming. That was more important. Gosh, what the So heck? he's slipping and he's just holding his phone, even though he has two poles that he could just stab Dig into the ground and, and try to slow himself down. Or save himself. Yeah. Um, let me see where I said. Oh, but no, and, and say it becomes apparent that he is, his smartphone is the more intelligent one. <laughs> Still live streaming away, Tedzu begins an uncontrolled slide down the rocky, snowy slope. Viewers are treated to a spectacular, uh, or spectacle, spectacular, spectacle of feet flailing and poles tumbling free. A, free. a few seconds later, the phone footage abruptly stops. The final chilling image shows a climbing pole frozen in mid-flight. His viewers promptly alerted authorities. <laughs> That's horrible. The 47-year-old's lifeless body was found the next day at an altitude of 9,800 feet, 1,000 meters away from where he began his fall. Wow. He fell 1,000 meters? Uh-huh. The fact that he even climbed that far, though. <sighs> I get that guy. Hey. I'm just like... <sighs> but for little preparedness, that hero was lost. Gloves and uh, cramptons... That's what it's called. And a sprinkler, uh, sprinkle sense was all Tedzu needed to create a, a spectacular live stream on the ascent of Japan's holy mountain. And he might have had another 47 years to relive, relive and enjoy the experience. Watching the video, one can almost feel the mind numbing cold Tedzu described by the end. Cold was not the culprit. It's in quote. They do like quotes sometimes. Yeah. And it was numb hands, numb brain. <laughs> But it, you can literally watch the video, like on here. Horrible. Yeah, and it's man. It's really the 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 clip is the end when yeah. he's walking past the little fence, and he's like, oh, slip, slipping or whatever. I don't. Even, I I can't remember if he if it's just you can see the um, captions on the bottom. I think. Yeah. I think it's in. I think he's in speaking Japanese. But gosh, dude, people like you just take think, it you just to think a whole new level. This dude is just of... going out. In the middle of... Like, what people will do to keep viewership on them is insane. The guy died. I know. Because... But he didn't even... This is what's wild to me, is that he didn't even... He just walked in his street clothes right up the mountain, thinking that's going to be enough, even in general. That he... Like, if he didn't already have frostbite or... Like, you don't even know that. I guarantee you he didn't plan on going that far. Or even... He probably just went to look at the mountain and people were watching. And like, oh, you should go up it. You should go walk up it. And he's like, okay, that's what you want. I'll do it. That type of like... So they caught like... 
IRL and real life streaming. Like there's like a whole thing of that. I don't know if it's as popular now, but it used to be really popular. And there's guys who would do it in the U S and stuff like that, you know, in places like Los Angeles and, um, Las Vegas and more populated places where they would like walk around in the streets and just live stream themselves. Like, you know, have a camera, like some people would literally have like a chest rig with a GoPro and they would like sit there and walk the streets with a GoPro on their chest and like talk to people and or holding their phone. And like multiple times people doing that got like mugged and robbed people like, yeah, cause they're off. They're not even, they're walking around with a phone and they have a battery. They're clearly not paying attention and people like come up and just like, I remember there was one, I don't remember what it was. Someone came up and just like sucker punched them and robbed them. Like, it makes you think of like, cause then we talked about that girl who I, I guarantee she's going to make it on these. This, the girl the, fell off the cliff. The, yeah. The girl who fell off the cliff. She literally just for Instagram photo took a picture off the, like got a, too close to the edge. Fell right off the edge. She slipped and fell right off the edge, That'll but it, for Instagram. So it's like, you think about like a lot of these things that we talked about last, was it last week? No, two weeks ago about social media. Was it last week? I don't know. I don't know, two weeks ago about social media addiction and just like where the world is now. And it's interesting because you have uh, your hand in it with your job in a different capacity. Like, you know, you have to do it, but it's, it, it is wild to see how people will go to great lengths to like a become famous or viral or have a couple likes Yeah, and it, to their death. Like that's insane that somebody's, it's insane. I'm going to go walk in clothes like this. I'm just going to go walk up a mountain today with shoes I'm wearing and just go and live stream it. I'm going up the snowy mountain. It's like you have to think. And then you're going up and your hands are so cold that, you, but you don't care because you just want to keep live streaming it and holding it. And you're like, that's insane. These are all obviously sad. And like yeah, there's, death there's, is there's, not there's, something there's, there's to laugh like a, about. But there's but... like a comical side to it, but it is like that, this one, like the old man driving into a hole, that's really... That's I guess like, we started that with one, something that like, like very like... Eh. That one's like only sad because it's like a old man. You're like, oh, old, old buddy. Old guy. But like with this dude, I just like think about the sadness of like probably a dude who was trying really hard to live stream and wanted to grow an audience He's it's my assumption, though. yeah, and just grow an audience, and finally was getting like, oh my gosh, this might be my break. I have to do anything and everything to keep this no ball moving. Intended traction. Boo. So you get my first pun about <laughs> yeah, kill. Yeah, I get it now. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's nuts, man. Um, it's definitely you gotta hold on to your your dignity when you're trying to do things online. I'll say that might save your life. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that. I think that's like where you know. I I I think we'll we'll end the story is there because there's plenty more I have. But I think it's um, first off. I've been a terrible reader today, so I apologize. <laughs> I literally can't even like my mind says one thing and I'm like my mouth says another. Um, but I just think it's the more and more you read these, the more and more you're like it is so shocking. Sometimes you're like someone was that dumb to do a handstand on into a volcano, like. You, you just think, well, duh, I won't, I barely get, some people barely get close to the railing and this guy's, I'm going to do a handstand on it because that is the most balanced thing you could ever do. <sighs> you have probably a better chance standing on that pole upright than doing a handstand. So the thing, it's, it's like, like one of those weird random things. It's like, is, are these things sad? 
Yes. Um, did they deserve it? Yes. Does it make it okay? No. But they did deserve it. <laughs> yeah, and that's and and again, all the like, people get nominated through like it's almost like it, it seems like people can. Um, not like it's like Reddit, but it's almost like that where you can like post it and people like put up like votes up, on it. up votes on it so that the stories get, get nominated. Yeah, I guarantee you this probably has a big subreddit to it. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I this, mean, this is the I type don't of thing do Reddit, Reddit like as yeah. much as you. I mean, I don't do it at all, so I'm not gonna you, say you do Reddit when I make you look at something that happens to do with something you're interested in. Yeah, that's how I do Reddit. It's like YouTube. <laughs> sickening i know sickening me. no youtube is a little bit more easier for me reddit's like a hole i'm still like it's like a deep hole by next year you're gonna be like a gamer girl who's on <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, yeah we'll see it's been you know almost four years and it's not happened so. gamer girl but yeah so anyways i think it is interesting it, i think that the concept of like you know, the whole concept is that these people's genes did not get passed on, even though they might have already had kids. It's like the idea of like, well, they died because, you know, extinction of their. Well, it's just like, over, it's like, you know, it's why the dodo birds or this and that die because they lack the ability to stay alive. It's like that's someone who lacked the ability to keep himself alive. Yeah. And there's honorary, honorary, honorary mentions. My gosh. I got you. <laughs> I, I can finish your sandwiches. I'm going to just record a podcast tomorrow because I'm, I can't speak today and I'm just kidding. But, um, he, those are like sometimes people who like survived. Oh, uh, honorary like, mentions yeah. like came close oh, and came close, but yeah. they like made it through. That's hilarious. But like these ones are usually like, again, I guarantee one day that girl on the cliff thing will be mentioned. Cause it was such a big, like it's those stories that you're like, okay, like just why, why? Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of the things too. It's hard. Like you feel bad finding the humor in it, but you're like, how can you physically not find yeah. the humor in it of like, you're like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we're not here to like laugh, obviously people's death. Cause it's not like that's something like in a malicious way, but you read it and you're just like, uh, it's shocking. Yeah. It's shocking. Like yeah. you, you just think like, when did, you know, at, at most nor like normal, regular people, and I, I think the guy, the 20 year old kid, I think he was, I think you're right. I think he was definitely intoxicated. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, yeah. you say, but that's the thing. You say that there's no way. And then you, he did knows? it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. We won't know. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, um, some, that's a little taste of some of the Darwin awards. So when I've mentioned in the past, now you understand You know, like when why, you, you eat like, like a, a, a meal that's like well balanced, that has the perfect amount of salt and the perfect amount of like sweetness to it. That's what this was. It was like perfect amount of sadness and the perfect amount of humor mixed in with it of, wow, that really sucks that the person died. Wait, they died. How? Yeah. You did a, did a handstand into a volcano. And then you're kind of like, well, they, ugh, you hate to say it, but you're kind of like, they kind of deserved it then. How dare you? But no, that. but I'm saying, Gosh. but that's like the concept of it. Is no, that I know. I'm you're like, well, that. no, duh, because it's the only way the outcome was going to be. Yeah. Two old men going up in the middle of nowhere to go like find treasure yeah. after and bringing two candy bars. Snickers will do you good. And uh, two, uh, two, two Aquafinas and a Snickers and you're set for about three days in the woods. Literally. And you're like 65 years old. 10 degrees outside. I think he was older, Fine. but yeah. I don't know. No it's, worries. It's all weird. <laughs> Good stuff. Good well, stuff. That was the Darwin so, Awards. So if you didn't learn anything from today. Don't take, be a jackass. Just. 
be aware and don't do stupid things to get famous or you're going to get famous for something that or, you don't get to enjoy because you won't be around. Do something so stupid that you get famous for that. Don't, don't do that. I don't I, just be, be good people. <laughs> think about what you're doing and just think about what you're doing. I hate to say there is a big thing about how a lot of these are men. All these were all men. You're trying to make a point. I'm just saying. I'm not to say that women don't do stupid things. I but think I men do just think have men... less of the uh, common sense and fear factor programmed into their brains is a big part of it. The yeah. thing that says like. I think women think more into things longer. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So. Well, that was great. Thank you, Chelsea, for reading to us. Mm. That was a beautiful time. I did a terrible job, but I appreciate it. You know what? We it. all have the days of brain melt. <laughs> Trust me, I I am a big. Uh, they don't also they don't melting. also make these sen- some of these sentences were not. Oh yeah, they, well, well they're they're like, not like, written by journalists. They're like user submitted articles yeah, that people are yeah. writing, so, so they're kind of w- misworded. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Dogcast. You can find us on Patreon or look Chelsea and up I up on Instagram or whatever you know, all that stuff. We uh, appreciate you guys hanging out, and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Until then, peace. Bye.